BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Woo More Play, one of my favorite lubricants for sex. And it's so amazing because it's a coconut-based organic product. It just makes sex better. When you listen to this episode, you'll hear Shan explain what's so great about coconut oil. You truly, truly will love this. If you want to know more about Woo More Play, just send me a DM. Use our code ACME for 10% off your entire order when you order. This episode is also brought to you by Quip, my favorite toothbrush out there right now. I wouldn't even call it a toothbrush because it's so much more than that. It's They've got sonic vibrations as you brush, so it feels really great, especially if you have sensitive gums like I do. There's pulses every 30 seconds so you know how to switch sides, get the whole thing around your mouth. You can mount it to your mirror. You can mount it to the wall, and uh, it doesn't declutter your sink. You don't have to plug it in. And you get the brush heads automatically delivered. Because I love Quips so much, I want you guys to enjoy it as well. And check them out. Let me know what you think. Hey, guys. Welcome back to We Met at Acme. I could not be more excited to have Shan Booty on my podcast. She is a sexologist and content creator. And I initially saw her on Rachel Ray, which we're going to talk about. And I was like, oh, my God, I need to interview that beautiful soul. So welcome. No, thank you. This is incredible. (laughs) And I'm so excited about the work that you do. And I think that it's so impactful just to talk about this because as stupid as it is, like we're told communication is what makes relationships thrive. And yet we don't really talk about them. We really don't. We really don't. So we usually start with how old are you and where are you from? I am 33 years old. I'm from Toronto originally. I now live in Los Angeles. Cool. That's dope. Um, And how did you become a sexologist? And what is a sexologist? Tell us. The simplest way I think of a sexologist is essentially we are like a nutritionist. Uh So for sex, sex, right? Uh You could work at a gym. You could Mm -hmm. write books. You could work at a clinic. Uh, There's like a gamut of ways you do it. Essentially, it's how sex relates to biology, psychology, sociology, um, education, criminology in some cases. Me in particular, I always knew that I wanted to be the Martha Stewart of intimacy. And so Mm. I started out in journalism and this was my passion. And then from there, I went and became a sex education counselor in Canada. And then when I moved to the States, I got certified as a sexologist and I got my associate in sex ed. So I always knew that I didn't want to work in a clinic. I wanted to disseminate information to the masses. But Mm -hmm. there's a number of different places you can find sexologists in. Like, yeah, there's there's not like a a one-size-fits-all. Right. Would you say, we talk about her often on the podcast, would you say that Esther Perel is a sexologist? She is a therapist. She's a a licensed marriage and family therapist. 
with an expertise, I believe, in sex, but I would probably say more she's uh, yeah, a marriage and family therapist. Mm-hmm. So you prime. So if someone came to you and they were like, you know, I need your, I need you to help me. What's like a common, you know, reason that they would be coming to you? So I am not a licensed therapist, so I don't right. diagnose or prescribe. No, of so I don't work with anybody who needs actual clinical help or mm-hmm. who might need medication. So I work with mostly people who like I refer to myself as the Walmart greeter of intimacy education. That really means for a lot of people, they've never gone to anybody. Mm-hmm. They've never asked for help. And so I get a lot of entry point questions. Why can't I orgasm or during sex? It doesn't feel good for me. Or I often cry afterwards. What does that mean? Or I can't create a meaningful relationship no matter right. how hard I try. So it's a lot of the questions that everyone it basically feels like they're so alone in but mm-hmm. we all can relate to mm-hmm. and what is your current relationship status i'm engaged i'm about oh, to be married in a month i'm so not like a girl i didn't even yeah. check oh beautiful yes yeah, so gorgeous I'm like, it's getting to that is place now gold? it is you know what so this is like a thing for me i mix uh-huh. metals because i'm a mm. woman who likes to have it all yeah like, I'm not, i don't fuck with the like you can only wear silver yeah no i hate that shit. i hate that shit yeah, yeah. silver Right, yo, gold. you're look at that. Yeah, yeah. So it's he got me. It's silver, rose gold, and gold. Awesome. Yeah. And how did you meet this man? We met through a mutual friend, which is like still the number one way to meet people. Right. So or second, people say mutual friend, but it was a dating app. But that's dating app was number two. Right. So it was right up there. Right. It's just like you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we met through a mutual friend, but like it was kind of a mix of both because we met in a establishment. Um, my my partner's manager was the person we met between. And then mm-hmm. a year later, I like followed him and DM'd him and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was like a mix of... Oh, you slid into his DMs? It was like, okay, the technicalities of this mm-hmm. is I followed him immediately after that day. He followed me back. I was still in like a long distance relationship, so I didn't really engage. Right. And then a, sometime later, he DM'd me to say, thank you for the work that you do. And I like, I'm, I'm with somebody else. Mm. And then slightly after that, I commented a birthday message. Ooh. Like one of those long birthday uh-huh. messages. Like, I see the work that you've been doing. Uh-huh. Really inspiring. <laughs> Keep it up. I hope your next birthday. And then he wrote me and was like, hey, we should hang out sometime. Yeah. So like, it was really me. Like, I like orchestrated the whole thing that's why i like i used to be a big abider of women should never make the first move right. and i'm like that's such bullshit because mm-hmm. i stay making the first move yeah i, I want to talk more about that but um are you well, a first move maker you know i i think i actually made so i met my boyfriend on, on a dating app and which I, one on hinge Ooh. and i think i sent him a like bef- like which is technically making the first move like i liked one of his photos and that's how it happened um and then I invited him to, to somewhere. At the time, I had confidence to do that because I had this dating podcast and I was like pretending like if it didn't work out, I'd be like, oh, it was just research anyway, yeah. you know? <laughs> so I invited him to like a mixer that I was trying to throw and he fully was like, no. And, and then we still ended up going out. So yeah, I think you can make the first move, especially on a dating app or on Instagram, which is pretty much a dating app, you know? Well, women are 2.5 times more likely to get a response than men. So mm. it's actually in our favor. And statistically, mm. relationships last longer when the woman initiates first. Right. But one in 10 women make the first move. So I agree with you. Like, it's great to make the first move. But do would you say that after making the first move, you kind of back down and let them take it from there? Because you made it so clear at first, right? I think relationships... Like, you don't want to set the tone and always have to make the plans after that i feel like yeah i think there's like you you have to be in tune with reality right and it's, it's like intimacy should be like i take a step 
I look back to see if you're joining me. If you come, maybe you take the next step and then right. I step with you. There should be mm-hmm. like an equal footing. And maybe there's a certain, you know, level of mutuality you have to always have in a relationship. And that mm. goes for long term as well, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if you make the first move, just be super conscious of if they're in stride with you. Right. When is your birthday? April 2nd. Oh, you're an Aries. I'm an Aries. Yes. Incredible. Um, I'm a Libra, so we're opposite signs. Oh, my partner is Libra. So that's like just the only one that I know, this. to be yeah. honest. Like, I don't know. I often talk about this with my manager. I have mm-hmm. no idea about astrology. I could do a lot better with it. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, like the five people oh, in I your can lives. tell you all about it if you're curious. Um, when is your birthday, Adam? June 26th. I'm a Cancer. Oh, yes, you are. And my manager is an Aries. And I always tell her that she needs to be with a Libra man. Mm. So you're a perfect example of that. Oh, my Libra man is the best. Mm-hmm. I love my Libra man. They have so much what love What is a Libra? Give. Is that like a... Um, like one's the date of the... Or like... But what is it? Is it like a, a, it's a scale. mantis? It's a scale. It's, oh. the only, it's the only zodiac sign that isn't an animal. Mm-hmm. It's um, a scale because it's balance. Because Libras need balance and feel like happiest when things in their life are balanced. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. What are you then? What's a cancer? No, I'm a Libra. Adam's a cancer. You're a Libra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I don't know what I'm talking about. I already made it clear. Um, but a cancer is pretty emotional, but they have a very tough exterior, a very hard shell. Are they turtles? Like what's their... Yeah. No, I mean, they should be, but they're the crab. That makes sense too. Yeah, because they're crabby. Yeah, and it's an exterior hard shell. Exactly. So now you're totally judging him. That's what I don't like about astrology. No, it never, is. never, never. It's a full judgment happening. So it's, it's not true because I actually, like, well, I, I'm sure Adam would agree that that is, like, a good description of who he is. But also, like, that is, that's indifferent. Like, that's just what it says. But that's not necessarily who he is. There's more to him. There's his the rest of his whole chart, his rising sign, his moon sign, um, which has to do with the time he was born. So that's just, like, that's just part, a tiny part of him is mm-hmm. that Cancer. And a tiny part of you is that Aries. But, like... As, as an astrologist would say, um, an Aries is the CEO of your personality. So while there are other parts of you, at the end of the day, you have to check in with the CEO and make sure that it flies with them, a.k.a. your Aries. I like that analogy. Yeah. I often use jobs, uh, the job analogy for dating, so mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I love that. So if you're comfortable with it, let's talk about sex as it relates to you. Um, how do you... How do you feel about sex? Do you feel like it's, you know, something that is essential to a relationship? Sex is neutral. Mm -hmm. Like most things in life are neutral. It's how you interact with it that assigns it a characteristic. Mm -hmm. And so if it's massively important to you, yes, Mm -hmm. it is essential. If it's not and your sex drive isn't that high and you have a partner who feels the same, then of course it might be like the 10th most important thing that you do in a connection. Mm -hmm. So you have to just really be clear about how you feel about it and how it interacts with you and how a healthy sex life brings out the best in you. Mm -hmm. And that might be for some people five times a day. I mean, if it is, you probably should maybe analyze that a bit talk about it with somebody um but if it you know if it's some people it's five times a year and they're perfectly happy with that so i've talked to enough people about it to learn that there really is no one size fits all Mm. sex is a massive part of my life obviously so i wouldn't study it for a living right so it's the reason why me and my partner got together in the first place like our base connection I, i think every relationship has like that compatibility that's just so effortless and flows and then one area that you're completely opposite in Mm. and you have to just make sure that the thing that you guys are opposite in is not that big of a deal to Mm. you and for some people sex is that thing that they're just completely on uh, at odds ends on 
And could that be because their sex drives are different? Oh, of course. Their sex drives are different. Their feelings, their values around sex. But you don't think that that's a deal breaker per se. Like if one person has a very high sex drive and the other person doesn't. It's a deal breaker if I, like I always do this activity with people where Mm -hmm. it's like there's a list of 20 things that are all important characteristics. Like from being a good parent. You have to choose. You have to pick five that Mm. are non-negotiable for Mm -hmm. you. And so if sex and sexual compatibility is in your top five you have no business with somebody who that's their number 19th or 20th thing right. no, not that important to them mm-hmm. so in my case no i could not be with somebody who i didn't have good sexual compatibility with because it's a big part of what brings out the best in me mm-hmm. but i've met a ton of people who just really couldn't care less right so i'm like go find you a couldn't care less partner <laughs> right, and have exactly. a great life exactly do you think that because I get asked this a lot and I'm not a sexologist so I don't really know what to say a lot of people will ask if they should wait to have sex with someone like a certain amount of dates or you know a certain amount of weeks do you believe in that I believe that a good sexual experience starts with consent and Mm. intent those Mm. two things have to be aligned and Mm -hmm. so I have to say enthusiastically yes that I want to do this you have to say the same and then also we got to ask the question like yo what's your motivation for doing this Mm -hmm. if my motivation is like yo I had a shit week I'm just trying to get a nut and take a good sleep and your motivation is I feel something between us and I want to see if this connection can further what we already have that consent and intent are not aligned we probably should wait until longer until Mm -hmm. our intents are in the same place but if we meet each other and my intent is I had a great time and I want to see the sexual chemistry matches what we have intellectually and you're like I feel the exact same way then what's the problem you know and I'm not carrying any preconceived notions about what this means because our intent is in the same space so Mm -hmm. I would say like it it varies I believe I'm a firm believer in whatever you believe is true Mm -hmm. if you believe that astrology rules your personality that shit is true if Mm. you believe that the sun dictates whether or not you know you're going to be a good person that day Mm. that is true Mm. and so if you think that having sex with someone too fast ruins a relationship it 100 percent will right so you have to be in tune with yourself and then also create an inviting space for someone else to be honest about what their truth is Mm -hmm. i love that hey guys just popping in here hope you're enjoying the episode with shan i know i really really did something that actually shan mentioned herself was that coconut-based oils, they actually really help with things like yeast infections and other things. You don't want to have to deal with that stuff, especially when you're using something for your pleasure. So Woo More Play is the exact product that you want. It just makes things better. It smells good. It tastes amazing. The package is discreet. It's stylish. Because I love it so much, I would love if you tried it as well. They also are a big friend of the podcast. As a result, they gave us a discount code for 10% off your entire order. If you don't know what to get your partner or a friend for the holidays, it's the perfect gift, whether you're celebrating Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Woo More Play is also the perfect stocking stuffer. Everyone can get a little Woo More Play. To order Woo More Play, you just go to woomoreplay.com. That's W-O-O-M-O-R-E-P-L-A-Y.com. And you use Acme for 10% off your entire order at checkout. Where are you at with that? Are you a... Yeah, I'm a very sexual person. Are you like sex on the first date is cool? Oh, oh, about that. Um, I don't really believe in sex on the first date. The reason, I mean, I've done it, obviously, but the reason, obviously. <laughs> the reason that I don't believe that is because for me, I really like the buildup of like kind of like back in high school, you know, when like you 
sex wasn't something that you had right away because it was like, you know, bigger of a deal. I like the idea of someone getting to know my personality a little bit before they're inside of me. I mean, I, I have no judgment for people who don't feel that way, but my best results and best relationships have come with people that I haven't had sex with right off the bat. That's so. incredible. And I think that that's a big yeah. part of it too. Honestly, I very rarely meet people who are happy and who have figured it out, who have blanket rules mm. of what people should and shouldn't do. Right. Cause once you figured out what works for you, you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, like this took trial and error. And along mm-hmm. the way I learned about myself and this totally. is where I landed. So I have so much respect for anyone else who landed mm-hmm. somewhere else, but also has this feeling. Absolutely. And I have nothing, I mean, if, if you want to have sex on the first date, by all means, and you're listening, and, and you have, or you're thinking about it, do it, or the second date, whatever feels good for you, but I've had sex too quickly, and then I have lost interest, because I'm like, I don't have anything to look forward to with this person, and that's a me thing, you know? Um, which is, yeah, I guess it's, you're right, it's different for everyone, completely. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to a man or a woman who has trouble having an orgasm from sex? Figure out what works for you. Masturbate, obviously, you Mm -hmm. know, find out what works for you independently and then try to incorporate that into your sex life. If you don't have a way of achieving orgasm, I mean, orgasm isn't the be all and end all for some Mm -hmm. people. It's just like a release of tension or it's a way to go to sleep. If you don't find pleasure from self-pleasuring, that you may want to go see a doctor, but like less than 2% of people are anorgasmic, meaning that there's no possible way for them to achieve that. Um, But you could be a part of that group of individuals. In such a case, it might be a nerve issue. It Mm -hmm. might be an issue of blood vessels. And so you can get the medical help that you need once you start on that path. But ultimately it starts with you knowing what works for you and then finding ways to bring that into the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And there's a ton of ways to do that. You know, like you can self-pleasure while you're doing partner play mm-hmm. you know you can if it's visualization that matters to you and you have to unpack and just think about it like for a lot of people the guilt of having sex stops them from actually enjoying the act itself mm-hmm. or they're so self-conscious about their body and how right. they look in that moment that they're not even able, able to relax and allow themselves to feel mm. so be really in tune with what is happening when you do achieve those things mm-hmm. and what are those circumstances and just try to duplicate that with a partner i love that what do you think in, about porn? Um, do you think that it, you know, ruins sex? Do you think that it's a great compliment? Um, that it's something that, you know, we should be watching or maybe we should be avoiding? If you have any thoughts on that. Porn is neutral. Like sex is neutral. You know, mm. it's how someone interacts with it makes it good or bad or healthy or uh, debilitating. So I think as a tool for explaining your pleasure or your fantasies, it's incredible. Because you don't have a way of telling somebody like, I really like it when somebody licks the bottom sole of my feet. But if you have a porn video that shows that, it's a really easy way to say, okay, look, this is an established way people experience pleasure. And so Mm. it can be freeing for a lot of people to make peace with what they like and also to explain that to another partner. And in addition, like we are visual creatures. And so it does create... um, sex drive it does Mm -hmm. create a hunger and a desire you can translate that into a relationship and Mm. for lonely people i mean why not i'd rather you find some way to feel connection and to feel closer an intimate bond and if it's with a screen for a while 
Uh, maybe that can be for you a jumping off point to finding a relationship. Mm. On the flip side, there are some people who just get, I mean, there's an addictive element to it. And there's a bunch of debate whether or not porn is addictive or not, or porn addiction is a real thing. But mm -hmm. ultimately, yeah, if you find yourself, if you aren't happy with the kind of sex that you're having and it makes you feel bad about yourself and like less, it's not good. Right. But if it doesn't and you enjoy it and it makes you feel happy and healthy, like I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. What do you think? So it's 2018, almost 2019, and people are, you know, really exploring um, sex. And I, ha I have a couple friends who love the idea of having a third mm -hmm. to join them. Do you think that that's what are your thoughts on that? Is that something that you would ever do in your relationship or do you like the intimacy of it just being you and your partner? Oh my God, I would love to do a threesome one day, but mm. it'd have to be like the right elements. Like to find the right sexual partner took mm -hmm. me 30 years. Right. Like for me to find a dude who, you know, I'm a heterosexual woman who I just felt I had an incredible sexual connection with, who understood my body. I felt like I could try new things with. That took a long time. Right. So to find a woman might take a bit, you know, I'm not in a mm. rush to force the experience, but I think it can be incredible. But right. like anything else, it's like, again, it's neutral. It's not good or bad. It depends mm -hmm. on how you interact with it and who it's with. Um, but I would just, I would like, there is one thing for me is that like when I was going through school, we're learning, we had this course, it's called SAR, which is like sexual attitude readjustment. Mm -hmm. And we essentially watched 40 hours of porn, different kinds oh, wow. of porn so that no matter what you tell me that you did last night, right. I'm not going to be like, <gasps> right. gross. You know, I've heard it before. I've seen a reference. And so I kind of get it. Mm -hmm. But in watching those films and in talking to like being amongst like a peer group of people who are interested in sex, you feel the pressure to have an exciting sex life, you know, like right. to be like, oh, I've totally done fisting. Right. Or like, yeah, like water sports is right at my alley. What's and that? Water sports is like, you know, peeing on somebody oh. or it's like using your bodily fluids uh -huh. as, as it says. Like right? squirting. Like it could be squirting, could be uh, golden showers. Mm -hmm. It might just be like taking your discharge, like applying it to someone's face. It could. Oh, I, I didn't know that was a thing. I'm oh, the, everything is a thing. Yeah. Everything is yeah. a goddamn thing. Damn. Um, So I felt the pressure to have like a much more exciting sex life than I did. And then eventually I was like, nah, I'm good where I'm at. Right. I'm good at the pace that I'm at. I love knowing about these things. Mm. And if something piques my interest to try, I might. Mm but I don't have to either. Right. And that doesn't make me boring or vanilla. And even if it is, like vanilla is still a delicious flavor. It really is a delicious it's still flavor. still good. That's such a good call. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I had mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, I initially saw you on Rachel Ray. Congratulations, by the way. And I'm sure you've been on a million other incredible shows since or before. Um, but that's where I saw you. And I I'm, was so fascinated because I, I'm like, I work from home and I always watch Rachel Ray. Because you're an incredible chef. She's amazing. Well, and she's you also are. a great... Oh, me? Yes. Oh, psh. Yeah, right. Right? No. I have a food blog, and I take pictures of food, but I, I'm not really a good chef. Like, I make chicken cutlets and pasta. How could you not be great? I bet you are incredible. Uh, I'm okay. Like, what I do make is great, but the, there's not a lot of diversity in the kitchen. I don't even like salads. Like, truly, truly. So I'm not that great of a chef, but Rachel is. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and I was watching you on there, and, and I watch her all the time, and I don't I don't know her at all, but learning her through her show, I've, I've grown to really love her. And then you came on, and I feel like you blew her mind, um, and then my mind, and... 
you were just talking to her and like I feel like women Rachel's age like they don't talk about sex really at all anymore it's kind of like the the book is closed hey guys hope you're enjoying the episode I know that you know when I'm recording with everyone you get really close and it's really important to have fresh breath which is why I love my toothbrush it's quip and quip I'm sure you've heard of it because it's just they're killing it and um, why I love it is because it's like a vibrating situation. So, and it, it vibrates as you brush and it tells you when you've brushed for every 30 seconds. So you get a full, you get an even clean and every three months they send you a new brush. So you don't even have to go out to the store and get it. And they send you toothpaste and you can mount it on the wall. It's super sleek. Most of these toothbrushes, especially the electric ones, are like hundreds of dollars. I know I've personally wasted my time trying to buy those, and they just don't get to anywhere in my mouth. They're just like not effective, whereas Quip is literally $25 and the most effective toothbrush I've used since I've started using electric toothbrushes, which are just naturally better for you. Um, so I really, really recommend Quip. All these dental professionals back it, and there's a reason for that. Um, the results are there. I know my teeth are much in much better shape, um, and I'm just feeling cleaner. So I really think that you guys should check it out too. It's so easy. It's great to travel with, and it just mounts on the wall. Like what? What better? What more could you expect from a toothbrush? You don't have those clunky wires. You don't have to plug it in, look for a plug. If you're traveling, get like an adapter. No, fuck that. You just, it's just automatically charges. It's just $25 and you'll get your first refill pack free. Go to getquip.com slash Acme now. Again, that's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Acme, A-C-M-E. Check it out. What would you say is like an important message that you feel the need to share like when you're on a show like Rachel Ray, like when you only have, you know, a 10 minute, five minute segment? Like, What is something that you would share? I would say like your sexuality is a massive part of your life. That's like your career self, right? Mm. Like you don't figure out what you want to do at 18 and never think about it again. Mm -hmm. It's a lifelong process of understanding how this important part of your life, which is where do you fit into society, fits in with who you are. Your relationship with sex is just as long and just as important. You're born sexual, you die sexual. Mm. What you do in between there might vary. But ultimately, too, like even though I say vary, one of the things I love doing is multi-generational talks. Mm. Because there's this notion that like, oh, if I'm 60, I can't relate to a 16-year-old. I'm right. like, well, do you do you not have a pussy? What do you have? Right, like, right. You got like a crab down there? It's the same <laughs> stuff. We, are, right. we're, we all have the same parts by and large mm. or variations of the same parts. And we're doing the same seven activities. So why aren't we all talking about it? Right. Why are we acting like it's only people that a four-year gap who can relate on this topic? Mm -hmm. This is not a person thing or a generational thing. This is a human species thing. Mm -hmm. And so demystifying it and making it more accessible and making it so that, you know, as a matter of fact, I did a multi-generational sex talk and the teen and the 80-year-old had so much in common. Oh, really? Because they're both gaining some of their bodies. Major right. changes are happening. Mm. Like, they're not sure when they look in the mirror what's going to change next time they see it. There's all right. these insecurities. Like, am I desirable? Like, mm. they were like, oh my gosh, we feel the exact same way. So I think if we had more conversations amongst each other, we would see that we're just not that different. Mm. I like that. And 
what's the what's if you want to share what's the worst sex you've ever had and why was it bad oh my god i had so much bad sex like <laughs> I, had, I had a particularly bad experience it's kind of tough to say i mean like i'm not a penetration orgasmer so i haven't oh, necessarily so you need clitoral stimulation. i need clitoral stimulation Very which makes it more difficult because a lot of people are not great at clista so i've had that. a bunch yeah. of ton of bad oral sex in my well, time but would you say that um it's, I think it's more common as a woman to, to need clitoral stimulation. Is that true? Yes. Okay. So two-thirds of women cannot orgasm from penetration alone, and mm-hmm. one-third of women can. And I often have this like talk with women. If you're in a room with – I literally was on a podcast once, and there was three of them. And two of them were clitoral orgasmers, and one of them was penetration. And the mm-hmm. clitoral orgasmer was trying to like explain to the girl, like, you're just not comfortable with your body. You just don't – you think you mm. smell. That's why you can't have a clitoral orgasm. And she's like, oh, no. Wow. And then she's telling them, you're just too in your head. That's why you can't have a penetration right. orgasm. You're not relaxing enough. I'm like, maybe their anatomy is just not set up that right. way. And really how it works is most of the time people who are – vaginal orgasmers it is still clitoral but direct stimulation like somebody on their clit is just way too much Mm. and so the friction that they get from penetration which is like you know it's a little further three inches down the line that rubbing provides the same sensation for them Mm -hmm. so we're not this different it's just the sensitivity level that and it's actually a book that's called come as you are that's it's called the rule of thumb so if your clitoris and your vaginal opening are like your thumb width apart you're likely to be somebody who can orgasm from penetration. So it's the distance that your clit and your vaginal opening have that might impact that decision. Oh, I had no idea. I mean, they should, it's like, this is basic shit everyone should know, right? So you don't spend 30 years Mm -hmm. being like, why am I broken? Right. Well, can you, can you orgasm from both? clitoral and penetration i mean shit i orgasm in my sleep so all things are possible yeah right and yes of course you can like the your clitoris is shaped like a wishbone mm. and so you really just see the iceberg right like the mm. clit head is the only thing that you see but underneath is this wonderful thing happening and so some people i really actually do enjoy while i don't orgasm from penetration alone if i'm getting oral and there's also stimulation and pressure mm. inside the vaginal opening i really like that so the combination of the both um, science is still out to lunch, whether or not those are different orgasms or mm-hmm. just like you're stimulating more than one. Mm-hmm. Like one of the sex tips I often give to people is that like a good way to spice things up in the bedroom is just to mix sensations, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm giving somebody a hand job and then I also take the other hand and put it underneath their balls right. and then I put pressure on the gooch and also stroke because there's extended penis tissue that's inside of the body, yeah. that just creates a new orgasm because it's different right. feelings. It's the same shit, right. but I'm just giving you a feeling you never had before. So don't be afraid to touch the gooch. Don't be afraid to touch anything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like having, you know, when someone's about to come, press on their armpit oh right like mm-hmm. wherever there is two joints that connect there's a cluster of nerve endings mm-hmm. so like if i go right here it's good but if i do this at the same time oh. it's a podcast i'm sorry people but so so just <laughs> explain what you're doing so shan is like making a motion so yeah if you press on your wrist right now and you stroke yeah. that that feels nice right then if you, in addition, take the other finger and then you rub it against your palm and you do this at the same time, it creates a different sensation. So you can mix around with that. Like if you did armpit and back of the knee, if you do your inner thigh here and the top of your head, it mm. just, you know, you're taking an area that's already sensitive and adding in another sensitive area to create a whole new sensation. Got it. I love that. 
Learning so much. I can't wait to apply it. You know, it's so fun, right? <laughs> Have you, are you familiar with edging? Yeah. And do you think that that's something that people should try? And can you explain kind of what that is to our listenership? So edging is when you take someone to the brink of orgasm and then you'd stop. Mm-hmm. And then you'd take them again and then you'd stop. Um, there's this website called Oh My Gosh Yes. Yes. Oh My God Yes. I love it. Yeah. I love it because it's like nine different ways of describing orgasms. Do you mm-hmm. know what you are? What? Do you know which one you are? Oh, oh I don't um, know. We haven't had sex oh, yet. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't know. Um, I know the website, but I have not done that identification. So there is like nine ways, and mm. like it's clear. Like, I'm not an edger mm-hmm. because I need consistency. And so some people, there's this girl that I know that she and her girlfriend play this game where she counts to ten, and her f- partner has to make her orgasm in ten seconds. That game would never motherfucking work yeah, with me. Yeah, that would not work. That's like, pressuring. Well, she's so sensitive, and mm. she's a multiple orgasmer, and so, like, mm. that's that. And I, I don't play the comparison game because I think my orgasm is great. Right. But it takes a good 10 minutes to get there. And so edging wouldn't work for me because as soon as you stop, you got to start all over again. And that's right. annoying for me because it mm-hmm. took us so long to get here, I don't really want to go back home. Right. So, for, but for someone like her who achieves orgasm very quick edging would be incredible mm-hmm. so it, it depends what about for men so yeah again it's kind of the same thing if you're a dude who takes a very long time to get there that might be frustrating for you mm-hmm. because you have been trying to get to that place but what if you're a dude who comes right away then you, you would love it definitely then edge, you should definitely right? edge mm-hmm. yeah you would like it and it would create a new sensation i mean everybody probably would create like if an orgasm takes longer for me I'll have a bigger reaction to it. Mm-hmm. I may not have enjoyed the experience as much on a whole, but the actual orgasm itself, like those are the ones I usually cry after. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, like it's just so much feeling. Um, yeah. So yeah, you should, everyone should give it a try, but it may not be your thing. Speaking of crying, and you had mentioned before, you know, people who cry after sex, why could that be? Is there, is there a scientific reason for it? Yeah, Masters and Johnson's has the sexual response cycle, and it's like excite, it's arousal, and then it's orgasm, and then there's like a refractory period, mm-hmm. and your refractory period is like when all your bodily functions return to normal. So like your mm. heart rate goes down, your blood stops racing, your pupils aren't dilated anymore, etc. And like during that time, like it is like it's like coming down off of doing something very exciting or very dangerous. Like you right. have a spike of dopamine, you're on this heroin rush. Like the brain on heroin, the brain on orgasm on a brain scan are like identical. Oh, wow. And so coming down from that, yeah, like you might experience a flood of emotions. And mm. sometimes it's pointing to something that's you're feeling a repressed, and sometimes it's just like a release that you needed. Mm-hmm. So there are times I cry after orgasm that's really not linked to anything. It's mm-hmm. just like because that experience maybe just felt like a journey to me. Mm-hmm. It's not because like earlier my mom didn't call me back and I'm yeah. secretly upset about it. <laughs> so I wouldn't like worry too much if like that's your response. Right. What are your thoughts on like Kama Sutra and like that whole thing? I don't even understand what it really means. I remember in Amer- I think it was like American Pie 2 or American Pie, one of these movies, one of the characters was like obsessed with with that. Um what what is that whole thing? Well, I think it's like if you think about food, mm-hmm. right? Like there's some people who are like, I eat KFC, like our president. You know, he eats KFC daily. He does. That's his shit, apparently. Wait, Donald Trump eats KFC. He eats the same thing all the time. I know that. Like two scoops of ice cream. Like they wrote it out in a book. There was like a he eats the same thing every day. Um, and so some people are, are content that way, and right. other people like yourself, like they're just like excited about trying new food, and yeah. they want it. Just it's a part of their passion. So I think the Karma Sutra is for people who are like. 
I want to explore more. I want to try. I want to mm. see what other positions, what other um, sensations I can experience as a result of that. And so if you are somebody who feels very adventurous in that area, then it can be a great outlet for you. Like right. tantric sex is yeah, another that's, layer. That's what I was forgetting the name of. What is tantric sex? It's essentially like linking the mental and the physical together. And so it's based on the chakra system, which is the seven chakras. I'm not like, again, like I'm not super versed. I would definitely Mm -hmm. say there are like sex experts who are like very good into like sacred sexuality Mm -hmm. and they understand like how stones interact with it. And that's not my, I'm more like the sciencey version of things, but people who are really into sacred sex um, and really into that, I mean, it's, it's a form of therapy in addition to a physical release. So Mm -hmm. I've, I've only heard great things. I just Mm -hmm. haven't really necessarily been intrigued enough to like go buy the crystals. (laughs) So what would you say to a woman or, or man who wants to, just like try anal sex but is scared or doesn't really know like how to get into that really have you done anal i tried in high school um (laughs) i had a high school sweetheart we were dating for three years already and like kind of ran out of things to do sexually and it was his birthday and it's a very cliche story i was like oh we'll try anal and we got like the great birthday gift it was so sweet of you it was kind you know (laughs) um and we got like we got the lubes, we got everything, we set it up, and um, he wasn't small, so it was just terrible for me. It, it felt really bad, and, and I don't want to d- deter anyone from it, and I'm sure there are people listening who enjoy it, but for me, at that moment, I, I did not enjoy it. I kind of felt like something was being shoved up there that wasn't like a penis even, you know? Um, like an alien? Like, like some type of... I, I, I'm almost like too disgusted to say it, but I will say it because YOLO. It felt like I had taken a shit and someone was trying to stick it back up my ass. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. It's a very persistent shit. Yeah. <laughs> so how can someone like who has had an experience like me or someone who hasn't at all kind of reacquaint with the idea of anal? Well, it sounds like you had a good experience with it. I mean, I would say like doing anal isn't porn sexy mm. it's not like shove it in my ass unless like it's a thing that you do all the time <laughs> right. but for most people it's like a misfire oh i know misfires are, are not terrible. good those are terrible you should not do that to anybody it's an awful experience mm. um anal done well starts with like a bunch of lube mm. one pinky swirl it around for a bit mm. add the second finger swirl it around get comfortable if mm-hmm. you want a third one let's go there like mm. if we can get three fingers deep then maybe we can just try the tip like mm. and it's a process of warming the area up slowly right. it's a muscle that to your point is not accustomed to doing that and to relaxing in that way mm. and so you have to really coax the process and if you have a partner that's willing to do that with you great um a lot of people don't like I don't know they don't feel the need I've had a similar experience with anal where it's just not positive and every time I've tried I've been like "Eh." like it's still one of those things in the back of my mind like one day but I'm I'm not in a rush to do it Mm -hmm. and something that I'm personally really fascinated by is I think it's I think it's called the male prostate yeah where you can like kind of finger a guy and like just hit a spot and they'll come how does how does one go about that um, if they, let's say, want to do it to their partner or um, just learn about it? I would say the male, like, so, like, um, anatomical twins, like, homologous body parts, like, the clit and the penis, the same. Mm-hmm. And then the female G-spot, which is, like, known as the skein's gland, which some women don't even have. It's, like, kind of an evolutionary unnecessity, like nipples on a man. Wait, so how do you know if you have it real quick? 
Uh, you probably you could get like a you could get medically examined. Uh-huh. But Skeen's glands also does contribute to somebody who can squirt, somebody who can't, right. and somebody who may have pleasure from uh, penetrative work and somebody who may not. Mm. Some people don't even have one at all. Some people are very large. So the skein's gland and the prostate are kind of like the same twins. And so mm. if you think about that, like some women love penetration. They get, it, they get off on that and some don't. Same thing with male prostate. I know some dudes, it's like their favorite thing. Like this guy said to me, he's like, if you're not getting fucked in the ass, you're not living life. That's his experience. As a man. like As a man. Mm-hmm. He just loved it so much. Mm. But then I've met plenty of dudes who have had that, ex- like they've been penetrated or they just didn't like it. Kind of mm. the same thing. Like, like I just didn't really, it wasn't my thing. So mm. I don't want to give off the impression that for every man there's this magic button you can press. But right. a good way to start is the gooch, like mm-hmm. the perineum, which is that space between the balls and the anal opening. And what can you do that? Putting pressure. Mm-hmm. So like there is a vibrator called the magic wand it's like specifically for that area it's like a flat fist head that just like presses mm. so you can even take like your own thumb and just put a lot of pressure there mm-hmm. again like you can hold the balls and then put pressure that way right but we don't have a gooch we don't i mean mm-hmm. no we we don't have a that wouldn't hit your skein's gland because it's right. like the positioning of where the prostate is is like it's right above the bladder for men mm-hmm. and the way that you access that for them is through the anus and so ours is like flipped because we're in front so right. you wouldn't really get the same i mean it probably still would i would probably try that tonight i mean you know what i love <laughs> Let me know how it goes i love a little mons pubis massage which is like oh. your pelvic area where your pubic hair grows oh like a massage on my mons pubis like oh, sign I, me up i didn't know that was a thing oh what, yeah what does it feel like we're just putting pressure on it you know mm. putting if you did it right now i mean not that it should be a masturbation is that session. why it feels good when we like ride horses yeah mm-hmm. well it's also clit- clitoral but like mm-hmm. that whole area right is rich mm-hmm. with nerve endings and because the clitoris is shaped like a wishbone like the legs of it do go up mm. and so you can get that nice pressure release like people say squirting is when you put like your whole heel of your hand down in the mons pubis and then you press up into the vaginal canal and that creates the pressure there in the urethra area mm. it's like that's a method of, of doing that but i i'm a big fan of like whatever works works and mm-hmm. so you might like right. a nice little gooch massage maybe that might be your thing gonna have to check it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> what would your advice be to a virgin Maybe it's a late bloomer virgin who's, you know, in their 20s, or maybe it's someone younger, um, just, you know, approaching sex today. I would say, like, man, don't make it shitty. You know what I mean? Like, I had a shitty first time sex experience. I think so many people did in the past because, like, you're figuring it out for the first time. Why was it shitty? I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't mm-hmm. know about my body. I thought my clitoris was inside of my vaginal canal. I thought it was mm. some magic button that I couldn't get to with a carrot, which I tried to get to, but I couldn't with a carrot. <laughs> I thought it was like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, a penis will solve my problems. Right. And then, you know, your vaginal canal has as many nerve endings as the back of your hand. And so if you're with a partner who's an experienced one or number two, you just don't get a lot of sensation from penetration. It's like, it feels like this, you know? It's just not mm-hmm. that exciting. So I think that... You're in a generation now that knows a lot more and has access to more. So empower yourself to have a good first time. Like mm-hmm. we, I'm, I mean, I'm probably older than you. I am older than you. But like in previous generation, in my generation, like there was, it's like, it was like a rite of passage to have shitty sex for the first time. Yeah. Like that has to but change. me too. I'm 28, by the way. So yeah. not that, not that much We're younger. like, we're in the realm. Yeah. But the internet makes things so much faster. Right. Right. Because, you know, you probably had the internet by the time you were 12 or something like that. Something like that. I got it at like 16. Mm-hmm. So it was like too late for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so. 
I would say that, yeah, use the tools available and, and don't make bad sex a rite of passage anymore. Yeah. When did you lose your virginity? 16. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And that's one of the things, too, I think is fascinating in that um, we're always on the like, the kids are having sex sooner. And, like, mm. statistically, is girls. That true? No, like, girls lose their virginity at 17 and yeah. boys at 16. Mm-hmm. And that has been, like, the same since they started right. tracking it. Actually, all the girls around that age I know, because I have tons of, you know, cousins and, and younger family members, are all still virgins. Like, mm-hmm. much actually later now, I feel like, even. Which, yeah. I don't know what that means, necessarily, if it means anything. Well, it's the, I think it's the median, not the average age. So that means, mm-hmm. like, some people lose it at 27, and some right, people lose right. it at 14. And so, like, the median would be, like, the 16, 17 realm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think more information should empower people to make better decisions mm-hmm. and not rush. But I think it's like one of the things I said to my parents, because uh, when I lost my virginity, they found out I got like in trouble. Mm. And when you're 16 years old as a woman, for example, like right. your pelvic floor fuses together and then mm. you start getting all these hormones that you right. never got before. Mm-hmm. It's almost like every human being walks at one. Mm-hmm. When that kid walks, you don't push them down. Like there is a biological process that happens in which the body's ready to do certain things at a certain time and then it starts doing those things. Mm. And sex is a part of that. Mm -hmm. So at a certain age, you can't help it. All of a sudden, you're just like, I need to do this thing. Mm. And then people act like you're a bad person or you don't listen. It's just like, no, like you didn't get mad at me when I started talking at a certain age. You didn't get mad at me. You saw that as a natural part of the human development process. And sex is no different. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you can recommend to make sex better, whether it's like, you know, smoking a joint or, I don't know, hallucinogenics or something as simple as like Vaseline? Um, is there something that you would recommend? Like my favorite is like coconut oil. Mm. I think coconut oil is great. I mean, it's not good if you're using condoms because it breaks down the integrity of the latex. Mm. But if you're just doing like topical play, um, it's like the best uh, lubricant and for masturbators out there it's great i use it on my partner i use it on myself like mm. it's my favorite why is it good like what well, do you think first of all it's like it's a ph balancer and so like it can help prevent yeast infections oh. but it also just never dries up mm. i don't know it's just like and if you're giving if you're switching between like manual and oral it's mm-hmm. not it's good for you to eat right. and so it's a nice flavor so mm-hmm. i just really like it it's like my lube of choice. Mm-hmm. It's like literally I have a jar of Vaseline in my bedroom at all times. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes like if I do videos, people go like, oh, I see that, you know, I said Vaseline. I said, I see that coconut oil on the right. side, right? Mm-hmm. Don't use Vaseline. That's not a good idea. Yeah. So please don't. <laughs> so there isn't necessarily like, you know, you don't have to be under the influence of anything per you se to have better sex. I am not a weed smoker, mm-hmm. um, but my partner is. And like he had an edible in the fridge once and I was making fajita. Mm-hmm. You know when you make fajitas, you just throw everything in the fridge in. Mm. And so I'm I like, haven't made fajitas, but now I will, and I'm. You're just do like, that. oh, do I have pickles? Do uh-huh. I have like sauerkraut? What do uh-huh. I have in the fridge? And I go to the back of the fridge and I see this cookie in like a green and brown wrapper. I'm like, oh, it's a vegan cookie. Right. So I take a small bit of it and I eat it, and then I was like, why does this cookie taste like ass? <laughs> and then I read the label. I'm like, oh, fucking, it's a goddamn weed cookie. Uh-huh. But I ate such a small amount, I didn't like right. think about it. Like, 20 minutes later, I was like, am I having a seizure? What's wrong with me? I don't feel right. And then when he came home, it, like, hit me. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm high from this cookie. And honestly, we had great sex. Yeah. And it was was an experience of, like, understanding what I was feeling. It was, like, Mm. all the layer. I can explain like this. Like, I had my hand on my heart. I could feel my heartbeat hitting my nerve ending in my hand and shooting Mm. up into my shoulder. Oh, wow. Like, I had super awareness. Like, all that, like 
feeling how your shirt feels against your skin right now. Mm-hmm. You're not aware of that. Right. But it's like as if that subconscious layer is stripped away. It became heightened awareness. You're super aware of mm-hmm. everything, like how my shoulders are, are feeling right in this moment. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Some people might be great. Some people may not like it. It's just, yeah. A lot of people like to have sex on ecstasy. And I'm using quotation marks. I, or quotes, I, um... I had heard, and I don't know if it's a rumor or what, but I'd heard that they used to prescribe ecstasy, like therapists, psychiatrists, to couples that have not a great sex life and that it would improve their sex. What are your thoughts on that? Have you ever had sex on ecstasy yourself or had a friend or someone that's experienced it? No, like I've never done any type of like hallucinogenic. I mm. mean, that's not even like something I'm proud of. It's just I've not, it's kind of like a threesome thing. Like yeah. the opportunity hasn't struck where I'm like, right. I need to do this, mm-hmm. but it's like open in the air. And I, yeah. I know people again, like you said, who have had great experiences with it. I will say that when you first get into a relationship with someone, there's a biological cocktail that's happening that's driving the two of you together. You're getting mm-hmm. this rush of adrenaline and dopamine and your serotonin levels link and like whenever you're around them, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And your body is like, let's get pregnant. Yeah. It's like so, and their body is like, let's reproduce. Like right. everyone's so excited. And then over time, your biology is like, oh, we're not getting pregnant by this person. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, she's not getting impregnated. And it just, you no longer get that biological kick. And mm-hmm. now it's just you on your own. You have to create desire. You have to create that magic. And you're no longer getting those same biological motivators. And so if you can get your brain to get you that boost of dopamine again that makes this person feel brand new, I'm sure there's some benefit to that. I don't think it's the only way of doing that, but it helps. So it's a fact that over time, Mm -hmm. sex gets less exciting. Yes. Huh. I can't believe that's a fact. Well, I mean, yeah, it's every single marriage you probably ever heard of. Like, so, but what would you say if that doesn't happen? Then, then it's a problem with their relationship. Like, if it if it stays exciting, that's a bad sign. I've never met a couple before. I would say if you have a relationship that's partly traumatic, where like people like post breakup sex. I mean, not post breakup, mm. like makeup sex. Fight sex because it's like your adrenaline is pumping. Like right. you had you're in fight or flight mode. Like you have this heightened sense of awareness, mm. and then you couple that with intimacy. It's like it's giving you that first rush all over again right so i think that that if you have that kind of turbulent relationship maybe that's a part of it which i wouldn't think that would be a healthy substitute i'd mm-hmm. rather have to make sexual desire happen than force myself into arguments to ruin my day yeah. just so i have good sex yeah, later fuck that. yeah i love that um yeah I, I don't think i i feel like some people actually fight to have that breakup or whatever fight yeah. sex and I, I never really understood that it's not my jam yeah it's really not but I get it I do you mean, think that there's a time of day that sex is better or your sensitivity is more heightened like I personally think in the morning it's much easier for me to have an orgasm because maybe it's because I've just like woken up or or I don't know what do you think that is yeah I mean like you probably have like your you know your system is at rest you're like the reason why your lips are puffier in the morning is like everything is hydrated like it's just mm. it makes sense that you would feel that but it also goes to your sex drive i'm not a morning sex person at mm-hmm. all but because i am like a get up and what do i have to do person one and number two i am mental to this extent where i'm like i haven't showered or i haven't right. brushed my teeth and so it's difficult mm-hmm. so i don't know it depends on the person i like a mm-hmm. good 2 p.m sex mm. where it's just like 
the thought occurs to me that this would be fun. And right. if my partner is home that day, like it feels like I'm breaking the rules. Totally. So it depends on mm-hmm. your person. I would say if you are in a relationship where like sex has become low, stop waiting for the nighttime. Because mm. people are tired, the day has happened, right. and it's like you're expecting to come into bed and just get that again, that like chemical cocktail of desire. It's just not going to be there. Mm-hmm. So whenever it does happen, strike at that moment. Right. That could be in the morning. That could be in the middle of the day. That could be when you're driving home and thinking about them. And, like, sex doesn't take that long. Mm-hmm. Y'all out here acting like, we don't have the time. Like, right. I know you watch a Netflix episode. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you it's know. like you finish that season in three right. days. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's funny. So we'll wrap up on a, on a good note. What's the best sex you've ever had? Oh, my gosh. I've had such great sex, like, in the past, like, two years of my life. Let me try mm. and think of my most favorite one. And, like, what are some factors that contributed to it being good? Okay. I mean, there's a difference between my best sex and my best orgasm. So I will say that. Like, my best orgasm mm. happens at home with, like, tools and patience. Mm-hmm. And, like, the other day, like, we have a projector in our room. And we were just noticing that that projector was, like, where we were having sex was, like, we were amplified on the screen. Oh, and so it was sick. really cool. It was, like, on the mm-hmm. art installation of, like, watching it happen. Right. So I, like, that was really fun. But, like, my best, like, sex – we had sex in a car once. Mm. And it was just – it was because it's, like – the and when you have the like cocktail happening because mm-hmm. it's early in our relationship like every position works right. everything that you do is great and it was just like i don't know it just felt really like magical and it also felt naughty because i think i had car. my head out the window at some point mm-hmm. and, like you're getting oral like they can't see the other person right. and like you're having this moment and it's just yeah i just felt very alive i love that we usually end our episodes with like a quote or a piece of advice or maybe even a poem or something that you can share with our listenership that has been important to you over your life or shouldn't you prep motherfuckers on that like who just has a poem in their back pocket like oh let me just read no from no Angelou. i said poem because like you know actually i have a poem in my back pocket Do i will you? say yeah shell silverstein um uh, masks is a poem that i always always remember she had blue skin and so did he he kept it hid and so did she they searched for blue their whole life through, then passed right by and never knew. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love that. So just be exactly who you are. Otherwise, you're not going to find your counterpart, I'd say. Yeah. Especially when it comes to sex. Mm-hmm. Know who you Don't are. Don't be afraid to say what you need. And you can only do that by knowing yourself. Hey, fucking men. So masturbate. Yes. <laughs> With coconut oil. <laughs> That's my tidbit. <laughs> Yes, and use coconut oil. That's see, that's your piece of advice. That's my you time, have it right everyone. there. That's you have it right time. there. Cool. Thank you so much, Shan. Um, please let everyone know where they can find and follow you, and listen to you, and watch you, and read you. Yeah, you could go anywhere, Shan Booty. But I would just say, like, my final advice is: if there's one thing in this that piqued your interest, go look that thing up. If that was mm. anal, if that was orgasm, if that was a Karma Sutra, mm. like the your sex education process should be lifelong and ever changing. And so, rather than look, looking me up, just like go look up something that you thought was cool. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope everyone has a great day. And um, write us an awesome review about how great Shan is on the iTunes app. Thank you. This episode's been brought to you by Quip, my favorite toothbrush out there right now. I wouldn't even call it a toothbrush because it's so much more than that. It's They've got sonic vibrations as you brush, so it feels really great, especially if you have sensitive gums like I do. 
There's pulses every 30 seconds, so you know how to switch sides, get the whole thing around your mouth. You can mount it to your mirror. You can mount it to the wall. And uh, it doesn't declutter your sink. You don't have to plug it in. And you get the brush heads automatically delivered. So you don't have to go out and buy all these different brush heads and try to figure out when to change it. It's every three months. And um, because I love Quips so much, I want you guys to enjoy it as well. And check them out. Let me know what you think.